Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode, 245. That's 245. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah, and delighted to be joined in a new room with a, a potential new mic on its way, Mr. Liam Keane. How's it going, Liam? I'm very well, thank you. I'm hoping this is uh, loud and clear for everyone. I'm currently in ENS Towers. I'm borrowing, Towers. <laughs> I'm borrowing Joe Edwards' uh, mic, and I've managed to source a new one in the office, which I'll be trialling when I get home tonight. So uh, we're getting there, mate. We're getting there. Excitement. How's, uh, how's, how's your week been? It's a, I feel like it's been... I know we've had a lot of international... It feels like we've had a lot of international breaks this year, but this one feels especially long to me. It's funny you say that. I was thinking this earlier today that it feels like it's gone on for ages. I mean, it's, ages. Been, it's been busy, of course. You know, I've had all the Scott Sellers stuff. I had a lot, lot of stuff going on. It was off at the weekend as well, but it just it does feel like it's taken a long time. It feels like the Villa game is a long way away from now when it's actually only a few days. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it, though, I must, I must admit. Well, we'll come on to that, and, and because we've got a bit more time today, we'll, we'll be discussing the Villa game in detail. I've got my own thoughts on that, Liam. Um, what did you uh, What did you think of my little uh, little costume on Saturday night, Liam? Do you think that I could maybe wear that on Saturday to Villa? Um, I think there's one word for it. And Go that, on. That, oh, oh. That, would, <laughs> that would probably be brave. Brave, okay. I'll give you okay. that. You okay. Take that as you will. Is that a compliment? Yeah. I don't know. It's up to you. Um, look, I wouldn't have worn it. Um, but there's there's nothing wrong with dressing up if that's what you're into. It's, it's not oh, for me. Mate. It's not for me, mate. I'll be honest with you. Do you like a little bit of dressing up on a night, mate? A little bit of doctors nah, and nurses? No. You, I don't know if you... No? Have, you have you ever... Wa- whoa, 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 whoa. I just got that. Um, <laughs> now, that's a separate issue. <laughs> if, if, have you ever watched uh, The American Office? Uh, I, I've watched I've watched episodes, and to be honest, I think I I think begrudgingly I prefer it to the to, to the original Office. It's a difficult one for me because I mm. love the original one, but the American mm. one is unbelievable. It's so funny. Yeah. But basically, yes. Jim's character uh, on there's a, they've got a few different Halloween scenes throughout the the episode, and he always dresses up as someone where he can wear his normal suit and just stick like a sticker or name tag on him for example and doesn't put any effort in that's you, basically me that's basically okay. me on, on a Halloween I'm not. it's not really for me I'm afraid okay. this is not Halloween this is Bridgerton mate this no was, I know I know. Me. but I know that you and your uh, and your wife are, are very Halloween you know you enjoy orientated dress up the whole, yeah the whole thing that dressing up lark's not for me I'm afraid well, to be honest, I've got to admit, I've never watched an episode. Well, I actually had to watch an episode before we attended this, uh, what's called a secret cinema. I did it a few years ago, went to, uh, to Stranger Things. And it's basically, for people who don't know, a kind of immersive cinema experience. So you basically walk in to their world and there's maybe 500 to 1,000 people in there. There's actors throughout. You've got roles to play and you basically... You know, there's different scenes that are being acted out. You get there's different role play situations. There's a bar, there's food, but there's all it's all within you know the the era of where it's set. So you can see iconic scenes. Then you can be discussing something and getting. You've got a little challenge where you've got to to move around the venue and, and collect little things. There's there's um, little little small rooms that you get tucked away in and you get moved into secret rooms and have have different kind of. Um, uh, tricks to play on one another. It's it's very good. It's very well done. But um, I'm not sure whether it's your your gig, mate. No, it doesn't sound like my kind of thing. But you know, each to their own. You looked um, you looked very smart, sir. If I must yes, say yes. so. Thank you to um, Litchfield Costume Hire for the uh, the old the old the old you suit. Go. You looked interesting on the tube, particularly when you've got the, that bloke stood staring at the camera. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. It. He wasn't in it. I mean, I don't think some people got it when I said I'm alive. It was because the guy next to me and the, the, the yeah. I mean, the daggers he was giving me. <laughs> by the way. We got. We arrived at the. We arrived, and my friends came around. There wasn't just me. There was. Uh, there were six of us there. So they came around to the apartment, and uh, and they said, "I said, oh, we booked a taxi for five thirty because 
um, you know, £10 each. I'm like, oh, should we just go on the tube? I'm like, no, let's not go on the tube. Why? He says, because we look like idiots. <laughs> and they're like, well, it's only £3.50 to get to Wembley. And I'm like, right. We had to get to Wembley Park, and by then it was a 10-minute walk from Wembley Park to the venue. What was going on at the same time at Wembley? England versus Switzerland. So not only were we travelling to Wembley Park's tube station, we were also in and around most of the latecomers for the England game. So it was, it was just a, it was a dreadful experience, which I will not care to repeat twice. I tried to make the best of it, but I think I would have wanted to punch me, let alone you know anybody else who was looking at me like, who is this greatest showman douchebag? I, I get that. That feeling quite a lot, that, that punching. Yes. Um, when, when it comes to you, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's yeah, one, of, it's, one of those faces, mate. One of those faces. <laughs> uh, but it was good, it was good. Uh, I, I would recommend it for anyone who wants to, um, wants to go to it. It's very difficult to explain. You can't, have fo- you can't have photos in there. You can't have cameras. You have to leave your cameras at the door. Um, your Why? camera phones. What's the, what's, what's the... Because it's a secret cinema. So everything around it. Oh, Imagine like this huge... So it's a sex party, basically. Well, I mean, you know, I can't say what goes on, what what, what goes on, you know, stays there. Right, when am I coming uh, then? When's my ticket? And uh, Well, you will be, once or twice, I'm not sure. And um, (laughs) and so we go in there, and um, yeah, you leave your stuff at the door, you put them in lockers, and then it's, uh, it's very entertaining, it's four or five hours, and there's, there's d- things going on all the time. It's not just like one part and everybody's there, then the next part. There's probably 20 or 30 different role play situations or different events going on at the same time. It's just where you are and you're like looking at people and then like come across here or come over here or you have a drink and then there's something else that goes on or there's a scene that's reenacted. It's quite good. So the next one, they've done a James Bond one. They've done a Dirty Dancing one. Uh, I went to the Stranger Things. This one, of course, is Bridgerton. Um, and the next one, I don't know whether you might have seen it at Kino, but I guess this will be a good one to go to if you have seen it. Guardians of the Galaxy is the next one they're doing. Have you seen that? Guardians of the Galaxy? The, the films are very good, to be fair. The films mm. are very good. Yeah. Um, I can see, yeah, I mean, that, that, that works as a costume idea. Mm. There's lots of different people you can dress up as. Intergalactic-based. Uh, it'll look like Comic-Con, basically, when you're there. Yes, um, yes. But... You know, if that's what you're into, mate. Look, look, we're all into. We've got, we've all got our kinks, haven't we? And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kink shame you, as the kids say these days. Kink shame is, is, is that is, is that, that another word? Is it <laughs> after after yeah? What is it? Yeah, you knocked to the dome last week. Now it's yeah. kink shame. Look, if, if that's what you and the missus are into, mate, there's there's no issues over here. <laughs> as long as you're happy. Mate, I'm always happy, mate. She goes on tour with Little Nicks on Saturday, mate. And she's gone for six weeks. I'm delighted, mate. I, I'm oh, going to make that. I'm, I'm buzzing. Six weeks to myself. No, I'm not really. I, I can't say that because she listens to the first five minutes. Hopefully, she she switches off after six and a half of this uh, this podcast. But yeah, she's away. Uh, she's away on the day of Villa, and uh, I get to see. Her. I think I think she's back in May or sometime sometime around then. Well, you know what that means, don't you? Oh, what does that mean? Party around Judas? House party. Ah, oh. <laughs> we're on it, mate. Come on, I'm 16 again. Let's get down there. Fancy Bottle dress house party. Drinking the vodka straight on the bottle first. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's, let's, come on, let's get on it. There'll be some. Actually, it's, I can't do vodka. We did open a nice bottle of champagne last night. Actually, watching the Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, a blanc de blanc from uh, from the Champagne District. You'd you'd, you'd appreciate the keynote. Very nice. Very nice. I don't mind a little bit. It's, it wouldn't be my go-to drink, but you know, if it's on offer, I, I wouldn't say. If no. it's an offer, you'll you'll partake. Yeah, of course. Well, no, it'd be no phones though, mate. It'd be phones left at the door due, due to house party. Mm, I mm, I can see why. Do you reckon? I, 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 I kind of think you get up to. I've always thought about doing this one day, um, putting a tweet out and saying, massive house party, my house tonight, 7.30, put the, put the address on there, everybody welcome, 
Hashtag WWFC, but I put Spears' address on there. <laughs> well, I was about to say, I mean, I mean, some people, you're not, you're not going to get zero. I don't think you're going to get, you know, 2,000 people turn up, but you're not going to get no. zero. You're going to have no. some people turn up. And that I would think be a if very it's a, brave thing to do. Oh, very brave. I think if you put it in Woolworth, you put it here now, I think you'd probably get, no, I think you'd get, depends, because some people think it's a hoax. Some people would be like, no, let's go. I think you'd still get, if you put it out on the Saturday daytime, I think you'd probably get, couple of hundred yeah I think that's probably so. It, it, obviously the as you, you say the Saturday daytime the day and time is a big uh, is a big component of that if it's got to be you know people have got to get time to get there a day when people are drinking mm-hmm. it looks like it's happening now it looks like we're organising it live on air so no it's happening mate it's happening Tim, so Tim, it Tim is uh, Dorridge. Uh, the yeah. the postcode no, no, is. No, 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 no. I wish I knew. I've not been invited around, so I don't know. I don't no, know you haven't been invited around, mate. And, and to be honest, you, you, you're getting you're getting your invites getting lost by the week, mate. It's getting lost t- twice, lost three times, lost. It's not happening, mate. It's not happening. I'll just restaurants I'll just as good as you're going to get. I'll just, I'll just keep get... chasing the exclusives down, mate. Don't worry. Well, saying that, we're still staying in Newcastle, mate. We've got a little hotel together at uh, a week on Friday night because we the ridiculous time that that game is. Yeah, we'll be sharing a, a bubble bath, won't we, after the game? Sharing uh... a bubble bath. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, you say that. You say, you say meet and greet. People have to let us know where they're going out afterwards because, I mean, we'll finish, what, 8 o'clock kickoff, 10 o'clock full-time, midnight, by the time we get out there. So there's not a lot of time left. But I'm sure. I'm sure some people will be getting on it like a car bonnet before, during, and after. So they'll have to let us know where the best places are to go. Yeah, what we thinking, Judah? We thinking head back to the hotel, drop the stuff off, get out on the town. Got to drop the stuff off. We've got we've got a little hotel uh, booked beautifully by by um, our, our lovely PA Tanya Taylor, and uh, got to, she even she even asked if we wanted breakfast included, and I said no, Keno. I said no. Wait, what? I said no. I didn't know this. <laughs> Sorry, I said no. I said we're fine. What is wrong with you? Kino, come on, man. Why on take earth it? would you say no? Oh, look, he's absolutely devastated. Oh, he actually didn't know this. Oh, yes. Well, I've got to, I organise, you know, I organise the booking. She said, would you like breakfast? I'm like, no, we're fine. Kino, I'll take you, I'll treat you to breakfast, okay? <laughs> Newcastle. You, not, you don't want a hotel breakfast at the Radisson or wherever we're staying. You want a nice little, there's some lovely breakfast spots in Newcastle. I'll take you down Quayside, mate. We'll have a nice little coffee, a nice little latte. We'll have some, we'll have, we'll have a nice avocado on toast and I'll stick it on expensive. How's, how's that? Okay, I can't argue with okay, that. Okay, calm down now. I can't argue with that. I'll calm down. I mean, some of us have got to work on the Saturday as well, mate. Get back for um, for, for Saturday kickoff. So, but I would, I recommend looking around Newcastle, mate. It's a good place. Yeah, no, I went for the first time uh, last summer uh, on a on a big lads piss up. So it was. Ah. It's uh, I know it well ish. Yeah. I tell you what, it's a very it's a very nice city. It's very very yeah, nice. great. And, and you've seen the Angel of the North when you I when did. you drive up. Yes. You know what yes. that's you, you know what that's uh, that's about, don't you? you know what it's um. What the likeness likeness is to it? Not a clue. Ah, oh, it's me. It's me. Angel of North is uh, Nathan Judah. Oh, crikey. Yeah. Anyway, should we move on? Yes. Uh, but you, well, put that open invite out. Let us know where people are out on that on that Friday because I fancy, I fancy some like... free drinks, mate. Come on. Oh, what are you sort me out. People going to buy you drinks, Keno? Come on. Oh, they know where their bread's buttered. Right. Um, exclusive on the podcast last week. I was listening back to it because um, I like to listen back to the podcasts. By the way. Also, let us know if you listen to it uh, on regular play, 1.5 speed or 2 speed. I've started listening to the podcast on 1.5 speed, basically due to time constraints. But um, it does help, I think. Um, fast forwarding, your, especially when you start talking, mate. I mean, good God. I wish there was a times 3 speed. But 1.5 is adequate. It gets Thanks. you through the podcast in about 45 minutes. I quite like it. Appreciate it. Um, 
Ruben Neves uh, entered talks with Wolverhampton Wanderers into signing a new contract, which uh, which was uh, excellent news. Um, I want to discuss a little bit more about that, Liam. Now, he's been with Portugal this week, not playing, of course, but you could see him in the celebratory pictures last night as they beat... Uh, who, who did they beat? Someone, someone uh, North Macedonia. Macedonia, North Macedonia, that was it, uh, comfortably 2-0. And, uh, and they're going to the World Cup. So, oh, great team picture, delighted. Um, life's good for Ruben Neves, apart from the, uh, the, the injury, of course. But li- life's pretty good. He's pretty happy. I wonder whether his happiness at Wolves and his happiness as a person, happiness in life, is... And you can say this about, I guess, a lot, a lot of players, but I think especially with Wolves, he really loves being here. I'm starting to think I can see him signing a, a long-term deal at Wolves. I'm not saying that's going to keep him at this club for a long term, but I think he genuinely loves and, and loves what the football club has done for him and done for his family. And the more I think about it, the more, especially in a World Cup year, does he want to be moving clubs? I could see him signing a long-term contract on massively improved terms and potentially saying, OK, I'm going to stay for one more year. I'll be 25 then, I think it is, by the end of next season. Um is it 25? Is he I think he'll be 26 now? by the end of Oh, 26. So he'll be 26 next season. Still got a massive contract ahead of him. Um, concentrate on the club. Concentrate on the World Cup. Go and have a great World Cup for your, for your country. And almost have, and I know it's difficult, especially in these times, and you're not, but I don't think Jeff Shee's Daniel Levy, a gentleman's agreement that at the end of next season, after one more big season, he will be allowed to go um, to a major club in inverted commas, if Wolves cannot offer Champions League football, so to speak? I think you have to look at it this way, that um, Ruben's love for Wolves, his family life, of course, is, he's had kids here, he's grown up with his long-term partner here, you know, arriving uh, as a, what, 21-year-old, wasn't it? Or, or 20-year-old? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and developing as a, as a person, as a man, and everything the club's given him, everything he, he's given the club, you have to say that that leaves Wolves in a pretty good position with him and, and in in wanting to sign a new contract. I don't think you get that, I was about to say, with 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 any player, but you don't get that with many players at all, really. No, um, not in, in modern in, day. In modern football, particularly. Uh, you, you know, you do get your, your Connor Cody's of... Um, of of football, you get you know a Lampard or a, or a, or a Gerrard who stay with a club for the vast majority of their career, but it doesn't happen that often. Uh, I mean, as I say, particularly in modern football, I think I, I can't see that happening with Ruben. If I'm honest, I think he's probably too good. Um, I think he's ambitious and he's going to want to play Champions League football. He's mentioned wanting to return to the Champions League. Obviously, he played there when he was 17 initially, wanting to return there eventually. He did say, actually, in this interview, I think it was a year or two ago, that he would he would love to do it with Wolves, of course. Um, is that likely in the short term? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So I think Wolves fans would, you know, let him leave with, with good grace um, when, he, when that does happen. And I think it's inevitable that it will happen. But I'm sort of siding with you, really, that his goodwill to the club and vice versa... We'll probably see him stay for a season, potentially see him sign a new long-term contract. As we discussed here last week as well, contracts are important for several reasons. One being that when he, when or if he does eventually leave Wolves, Wolves will be able to get more money for him if he's on a, a five, six-year deal as opposed to two years left. Um, and that may be, in part, one of the reasons he signs is to help Wolves maximise the value for him. Um, 
But if a club, a big club, you say, you know, a city, for example, comes in with the right valuation, it doesn't matter if he's got a 20-year contract, if it's the right valuation and they're willing to pay the money, players move on. So if and when that day comes, he'll inevitably, most likely, leave Wolves. But I, I, yeah, I think I'm, I'm siding with you that I think he potentially could get could sign a deal and could get another year purely because of the the, the relationship there, I think, which is which is very, very healthy. Um, but inevitably, he, he wants to play at the highest level. I think he's capable of playing there and he's probably not going to get that in the short term with Wolves. So it leaves probably just one outcome, uh, which is sad. But it's not provided that Wolves fans, after his injury, can see him at least one more time in a Wolves shirt. I'll, I'll, you know, that sounds minimalist to say one more time, but if... They, if because of his injury, they don't see him play again in the Wolves shirt. I think mm. that'd be a travesty. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it's sometimes it's a lot for for you know to make your major move in a World Cup year. I think, especially yeah, when true. you haven't got the end of the year, the, the whole season to adapt at your club to adapt the country. I mean, you know, you're leaving in November, so really, with the season starting in in August, you've only got three months before you're going away to Qatar, and, and obviously Neves is, is absolutely sure to have been on that plane. So to up, move, to, to, to move your family, to move your kids, to get into a team. And, and of course, you know, with, with him going to a, a, a let's say, cha- I'd be amazed if it's not a Champions League club, if, if he does go. You've also got the added um, situation of competition. You know, you've got, you, you're playing against better players. Your place isn't assured. You've got to work for yourself. You know, you've got to win over a new fan base. You're adored by one. You've got to prove yourself to another. And you've got to be selected because... You know, I'm sure a lot of the countries want their players to be playing regular football, and I'm sure he'll move to a club with the, you know, if, if a club are going to pay that kind of money, then they're going to be kind of assuring that he's going to get a good go. But you never ever know, do you, with competition and the way the way that things are these days? If you move to a, let's say, a Man City, you're not guaranteed a playing time or, or playing regular playing time because you could be in and out of a side with so many cup competitions that they're in as well. So you've got all that to, to factor in. Um, I just wonder whether whether it might be more advantageous to both parties if, if he would you know sign this long-term deal and and have that that agreement potentially in the next season if Wolves haven't fulfilled you know the ambitions that that he wants yeah I think that definitely again plays into Wolves's favor it's, it's similar really with uh Jaratinho. you know does mm-hmm. he want to stay where he's comfortable and playing regularly even if he's slightly less regular next season but stay here for another year at Wolves with a World Cup year with the big tournament coming, it will likely be his swan song, won't it, for, for Portugal. So I, I think that definitely leaves Wolves in good stead. And he, I think you look at Ruben as a as a player. Um, speaking to a Villa supporting colleague of mine in the office today, uh, <laughs> I know, uh, <laughs> he, without me even prompting him, he described Ruben Evans as one of the best players in the Premier League. Um I think on his day that is uh, that is an apt description of him. Uh, I think he can get better. I'm not massively convinced that his style. I, I can't really let me phrase this in, in a in a way that I think is fair to him. I, I can't think of a top six club, bar Arsenal. I think we might have had this discussion before actually. That he really would suit. I think he's capable of talent wise of walking into almost any starting eleven. I think he's mm-hmm. that good. I think some of the the biggest challenges would be maybe a Chelsea or a Liverpool midfield. I think they're perhaps City. Very, very good midfields that he might struggle to get into. I'm not sure which one of those his style really suits. I do think he can adapt his game. I think he can improve, of course. I think he's an excellent player. But he has to be fighting to be playing first-team football. And he has to be, as Bruno has sort of challenged him this season. I think it was back in October. 
you should be playing regularly for your country. And I think he's good enough. You look at that Portugal midfield, he's good enough to be playing regularly, I think, for them. So all that taken into account, I think it, I think it does bode fairly well for Wolves that they may see him for another season. Um, and of course, to come back to this point, which I think is a, a, an important one and one that probably gets overlooked by some fans, family life, that work-life yeah. balance is massively important. Him and his family are settled here. He's got young kids. You've seen the video of his kid singing the um, the Ruben Neves chant at the dinner yeah, table. Yeah. You know, little things like that. You know, he's he's got tattoos plastered almost all, everywhere across his body of of moments in a wolf shirt and, and wolf. Uh, a bit like you, Keith. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Um, Sleeves are us, <laughs> as the cool so kids say. It, it doesn't mean he's going to finish his career wolf player. It doesn't mean he's going to be here in two years' time. But I I think it bodes well. It's the best way we can put it that uh, potentially. Wolves will keep him for another year and he may sign a deal. And, and hopefully he does because it, it's only good news for Wolves, not only from a valuation point of view, but to keep a player of his quality for at least one more season, I think is uh, would be excellent business, really. Excellent. I'm just going to look after my dogs. Uh, why don't you talk to me um, and I'll bring them in here because they're going crazy. It's typical, um, isn't it? They love it. Oh, ridiculous. Um, I, I'm going to I'll start the new topic. I mean, you, you mentioned Jean Moutinho there, but you say... You know, he played two games in midweek for Port- or midweek and the weekend for Portugal, uh, both 90 minutes, which I thought was a little bit surprising. I thought maybe he might he might have only played one of them. Um, and yet, you know, there's obviously a big few games coming up now for Wolves. Uh, with Ruben Neves' injury, you've basically got uh, three midfielders at your disposal in, in himself, um, a 36-year-old midfielder. You've got Leander Dendonk, who's been in and out of the side. And then you've got a kid in Luke Kundal who's only played one Premier League uh, start. For me, if you're a team and you're looking to go into European football, that can't be the case when you've lost one midfielder. For, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult scenario to be in. Can Wolves do it? Can Wolves finish 7th or 8th with the situation they're in now? I'll hand it over to Liam while I go and discipline these dogs. Well, the, uh, the short answer to that is yes, they can. But if I, if I leave it at that, we'll be sitting in silence until Judah returns with the pups. Um, yeah, you know... It, they can, but it makes the job a lot harder, doesn't it? Um, not only from a, a depth perspective in terms of the squad, but from a, a quality perspective. I mean, Ruben Neves is, for me, far and away Wolves' best player, um, integral to the way they play. And you, if you miss a player like that, particularly a, a team like Wolves, who are, who are littered with talent, but you know they're not the man, they're not Man City, are they? Who can field virtually two 11s. Um, you know, if they if they lose a player of his quality, it's gonna it's gonna hurt them. Um, can they get seventh without him, uh, or at least without him for the next four or five games, depending on on his injury update? And hopefully, we'll we'll hear more on that um, with with Bruno on Friday. Uh, I think they can, uh, purely because you look at some of the games coming up. You look at the position of West Ham in the league and, and how close Wolves are to them. Only two points adrift now. Um, I think Wolves are, are certainly capable. And, and you forget how well Jaramitini was played for the vast majority of the season as well. I think he's been excellent. I'm surprised, as you say, to get to see him play 90 minutes in both those games for Portugal. Understand, uh, very important games for them. But I found that he probably would have been benched for one of them. But I think he's got enough in his tank to to come in and, and do the job. It really depends now on, on and we'll come on to, to Villa, of course. It really depends now how Wolves approach the midfield in the upcoming games. Um, they've got the option of playing three midfield and playing Kundal. They've got the option, and of course, Dendonk would then probably move into the technically a midfielder but more into that mm-hmm. sort of right side you've got the option of playing Trincao who Bruno describes as our best winger as playing like a midfielder so he'll play on the wing but he sort of drifts 
in and uh, and, and receives the ball perhaps slightly deeper. Um, albeit some of his good work against Leeds came from came from uh, out wide, but they've got options, just not <laughs> not as many options as they probably should have, and that comes down again to I think the criticisms we criticisms we both had of the squad depth and just a different type of midfielder. I feel like they needed someone to break through the line, someone to carry the ball forward. Then Donker's the best they've got at that, but I'm not sure he's he's the answer to that. Uh, I, yeah, I think they're capable of doing it. It just makes their job is made ten times harder without a player like Ruben Neves. It is frustrating because so many people called it, didn't they, in the recruitment in the summer and January that you know Wolves have been, especially this season, fortunate with injuries to a certain extent. You know, I mean, Bruno just got his main guys back and and you know had a full full strength squad to choose from. But you take out your best player and all of a sudden things look very thin very quickly. They do. It, it's it's almost a can't win situation in some ways because you can't really account for injuries but at the same time you, you have to have enough quality and depth almost to account for them which you know is almost a catch-22 situation um, had Bruno Jordao for example stayed with the club and not gone out on loan he wouldn't be playing regular first team football he'd be sat on the bench he'd be getting minutes with the 23s he'd probably get two, three, four, five minutes every three, four weeks you know looking at, at the minutes Kundal's had it'll probably be similar or even less perhaps because of course Kundal was probably a step ahead of him in the queue, really. Um, but then, you know, you look at him uh, playing regular minutes for, for Grasshoppers in, and, and important minutes. And had he, and then had he stayed, and then the injury, of course, does happen to Ruben. They've got another option there now. I know Kundal and Jordal aren't probably ready yet, or quite at the at the level you need for a, a first team consistent Premier League player. But it would have been more depth, at least, uh, regardless of the of the argument about quality. So. It's it's a real difficult one to weigh up. For me, it, it partly came down to depth when it comes mm-hmm. to wanting midfielder. But I think, in many ways, for me, I think it was it was probably the it was probably the style of midfielder. As I say, that a player that can drive forward, a box to box really, a number eight, someone who can box uh, sorry drive forward into into the box through the final third, play one two passes with with Raul who holds the ball up. Uh, in, in with the, the the wingers to to find space and, and and you know grab a few more goals perhaps. You look at a player like Morgan Gibbs. What could he have maybe done that in this well, system? I don't think I don't think he could play in a two, but could he have played in a three in this system? I was about to come on to him. I'm saying you know like they gave him they gave prime example. In, you know you you mentioned him there. You know scoring for England now, um, playing every week in the championship and, and and tearing things up. I mean this would have been the perfect chance. I would have thought. For him to come into this side, and I understand they gave him the option of whether they wanted to to go back to Sheffield United or stay. But you know he's a Wolves player, and at the end of the day, you know Wolves have got to be greedy about about his availability. And then you look at if they were going to take Jordan out, if they were going to to put some other guys out on loan, and, and you look at the thinness, and you know you lose someone like Ruben Neves. I, I feel like Morgan White would be the prime candidate to come into a side like this, who's, who's full of form and, and you know fit and firing. And, and yes, he is doing a very good job. And there's, an, there's another question for another day of whether they're going to keep him at the end of the season. But you know, you look at that and you think that potentially someone who's going to walk into this side who's going to play six, the next six or seven weeks is actually on loan at the Championship. It's mm. frustrating. I think, um, I, I never thought I'd say this really because of the discussions we've had around Morgan and, and how he sort of fits into the system. But he probably fits the system to a T now for a couple of reasons. Being that he's playing in the same formation as part of a front front three. It's easy for me to say um, for, for Sheffield United. 
and you look at the way Wolves play, and, and we discussed this sort of um, pivoting role uh, and, and differing role, I suppose, with Dendonka and Trincao and, and which option they go with. They play three in midfield and they play Dendonka on the right of the three, who almost plays as a... He plays as a midfielder, but almost as a winger. You then have the mm-hmm. option of playing Trincao on the front three, who plays almost as a midfielder, but is playing as a winger. It, it's, I've discussed it on here before. It's essentially the same role. We spoke to Bruno about this. It's essentially the same role they're playing, just with two players who have vastly different characteristics, and it depends really on the opposition and, and whether they need to pat the midfield slightly more. Of course, he's, he's taller and stronger than Donka, probably better in the air. Gitsorna Trincao is technically more gifted, obviously got a great left foot. So um, it's, it's essentially the same position, but as I say, with two players with very different characteristics. Mm. I think Morgan, playing on the right of that front three for Sheffield United, would actually fit seamlessly into that because I've always seen him as a 10. He is playing more as a sort of winger or an inside winger, depends on, on, on how you want to phrase it with Sheffield United. It screams to me that he would fit right into the system with Wolves and he can drop in deeper and pick the ball up in space when he needs to. He can come out wide, he can come inside and get closer to Raul or, or Fabio, whoever's playing. And it, it feels like it would have been perfect for him. Now, I don't. Now, had you know he stayed at Wolves, as you say, he got the option to stay and chose to go back and, and play regularly. Had he chose to stay in January, I'd have been saying at the time, look, it's great for Wolves in terms of depth and, and quality, because I do think he's a good player but he's probably not going to start many games. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can't foresee what's going to happen, but you're right. Now that Ruben's had this injury, he'd probably be at least in the running to start Premier League games for Wolves right now, purely because of the system, the style, and how he would how he would fit that. And if Wolves wanted to play a three-in-midfield formation, yeah. I think he would come in and he would play that hybrid role, as we're talking about, that Dendonka's been playing. I think that would, that would suit him. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um I'm going to go on a little bit about uh, other play in a minute, but first a word from our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Warsaw Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place, call 01902 Right, um, our friend uh, Mr Laporta at uh, Barcelona had some more interesting things to say about a variety of players this week including our very own Adama Traore who is on loan and doing very very well at Barcelona they have been linked with some big money names and big money signings for big money this summer all not ruling themselves out of it saying for the deals to be done we could be interested here there and everywhere They've also signed Ferran Torres for 35 million euros in January. They have signed uh, Aubameyang on a free, but on 350,000 pounds a week, still for another 18 months. And yet, when it comes to a damn trial in Little Old Wolves, we've got no money. <laughs> we can't afford it, but we'll take him on a free. <laughs> yes, exactly, Billy. Yeah, I mean, that was um, perfect timing. Yeah. So, so look, I mean, uh, he's he's. He said, we're very happy to do a swap deal with Francisco Trincao, and, and, and I'm sure they are happy to do a, a swap deal with Francisco Trincao. And I think that deal may potentially 
not be off the table, especially if Trincao can uh, rediscover the 25 minutes or so on a more consistent basis now, between now and the end of the season. But I've got to look at it from what I've seen so far, uh, including the game against Leeds, and think that, is this a deal that they're taking advantage of Wolverhampton Wanderers? Are they playing hardball? And can you know Wolves allow that to happen? Now, I understand uh, George Mendes is very much involved in the negotiations. He's obviously very familiar with Barcelona. Barcelona and Wolves have had different... Uh, plenty of you know interest and 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 um, and they've made some deals recently, which I don't think anyone would would have seen a few years ago. Barcelona and Wolves doing doing deals, and and Barcelona are, are, are potentially getting the better of it. Um, where do you see the situation with Trincao now? Yes, a swap deal for maybe Triara, who might have had his time at Wolves. Would you take that deal now for for um, a swap deal for Trincao? Obviously, you're getting a younger player. Maybe more slightly more unproven, and also, you know, on on he's not going to come on on the wages that Trio is on. He's going to be getting paid more than a Damatriori. I'm almost certain of that. Or do you take a Damatriori back, as Scott Sellers said to you, and he, you know, it's he's been in the shop window, and that's why it's been a good deal in your in your exclusive that you had earlier on this week, because uh, now a lot of other clubs will be alerted to him. Do you take him back and go no? We're standing firm on this. He's our player. That's not a good enough deal for us. We need um, money included, or we need another player, or we need we need some kind of a different deal. Otherwise, we're going to gamble. We're going to put him in the shop window. Thanks very much for putting him on the world stage, Barcelona. And we're confident that we can get 15 to £20 million for pounds for him, even at this stage with 12 months to run on his contract. It's a really uh, difficult situation, it isn't is. it? And, you know, Barca... And and the people that run that club are, are yeah of, of course they're they're not stupid they're playing they're playing games they're putting certain things out in in public um, and it's not it's not a criticism of them you know clubs do it up up and down the land um, and that's the way transfers work so it's a it's a murky business put it that way um, I think in some ways Wolves are in a difficult position because they've got a player in Troy Ray who by the summer will have a year left on his deal um, very obviously doesn't want to to stay with Wolves and I'll be gobsmacked if he comes back and plays out his final year at mm. Monu. Um and everything I've been told and, and speaking to Scott and this is also away from that as well everything I've been told by other people is that he's always been professional gave his all for Wolves and it's not that he, he hasn't enjoyed his time at the club he just wanted to move on so um, and that's fair enough you can't you can't begrudge a player uh, it's their careers after all but um, it really comes down and this, and this is the sticking point now uh, which is a strange thing to say because we're talking about two separate deals here but to me, the way I look at it, it comes down really to whether Wolves want Francisco Trincao. Um, because one way or another, Wolves are going to have to offload Adama Traore uh, in the summer. I, I think it's almost inevitable. Mm-hmm. If they want Trincao, they've got an easy deal to, to make there. Uh, and for me, Trincao hasn't done enough. I think that's that's fairly obvious. He's had one good game against Leeds. He's had maybe a, a pretty good first half against Man United and that's pretty much all I can remember if I'm honest he scored against Forest in the Carabao Cup back in August but it's difficult to really count that um, to count for much at least when we're looking towards April now yeah. I don't think he's done enough he's got a few well, he's got eight games to, to change that for at least my opinion anyway um, but you look at the profile of the player and he fits Wolves doesn't he, he he's Portuguese mm-hmm. he's 21 mm-hmm. I think he's still 21 isn't he Um you know, he's obviously a talented player, and I think some fans are starting to come around to the idea of potentially swapping him. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good deal yet. 
I think there's there's potential there, but I just don't I just don't think he's done enough. Uh, the thing do that you could, see? Do you see people's people's viewpoint of okay? Well, if Triori is going to be worth let's say ten to twelve million, let's say let's say the low end now, um, I think it actually be worth more because I think always, if you get a bidding war between a couple of clubs, I think you know what's three, four, five million pounds to some people if they want to get someone who, let's be honest, is um, well, you can't get him anywhere else. There's, there's no other player quite like him. Um, and yes, he's frustrating at times, but also I think in a better side. Remember, Triori's had to take the brunt of, of being the main guy and being double teamed a lot of times and, and also played inside a wolf sides that are pretty poor a lot of the time and when he did glow when he did glisten when he was unstoppable it was when Wolves were at their strongest with a with a fit Raul Jimenez with a fit Pedro Neto and I think that's lost on people at times that when when Troy was brilliant it's because he couldn't be man-to-man marked or two men on him and that's when he, he really you know he really kick-started his Wolves career and looked sensational so you know, I think there are caveats to to some of the disappointing and the frustrating sides we've seen against Adama Traore, who's very much a confidence player, as you can tell. Um, but if he is worth next to nothing, if he is worth eight to ten or ten to twelve million pounds, and you sign Francisco Trincao, who, like you say, is twenty one, so at the beginning of his career, he's come from Barcelona, a transfer fee that he that he was going to be sold on for in a swap deal isn't going to be worth nothing, is it? He's probably going to get. Start at 10 million quid, would you say? From you know, even if he's average, you're probably going to be eight to 10 million pounds for him for Francisco Trincao. So, and if he does find some form somewhere, if there is a player in there who can adapt and can play well in the Premier League, I'm not, I'm not saying that there is, but if there is, if people have seen enough of that, then is that not a kind of a deal where Wolves could actually benefit, even, even with him not hitting the heights in a Wolves shirt? Yeah, and for those reasons, I can see it potentially happening. Uh, you, you look at Pedro Neto, but he didn't tear it up in his first season um, at, at, at Wolves. I think he was probably better than Trincao has been, but he didn't tear it oh, up. Oh, but he looked, I think he looked good at the back end of that season. Yeah, you know, the amount yeah, of no, disallowed right. goals he had and stuff where you think, oh my goodness. He's, yeah, you're that's, right. That's, you know, I think, I think I've seen a lot more in Pedro Neto in his first season than I've seen in Francisco yeah, Trincao. Yeah, no, I think that's fair, definitely. Um you know, maybe you know. We keep saying ifs, buts, maybe it's possible. Mm. Trincao maybe on the next eight games will will turn it on like he did in that first half against Leeds and part of the second. I thought. I think he has to for me. Leeds, yeah, no, he has to. That. But I can see purely for the profile of the player, the monetary value, as you say, because what the off the the option sorry on him is twenty five. Um, if they do the swap with with Traore, you're looking at it. You know, potentially saving. I know the option is is more with Traore, but if if Barca don't take him, another club are coming in. They're not going to pay that amount with a player a year left in his contract, most likely, are they? So, well, that, um, that deal that they said at the start was ridiculous, wasn't it? I mean, we said it from the ball one when they're talking about how much was it? 28, 30 million euro. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely pathetic. I don't know why they even put that number out there because no one, no one in a million years knew that they were going to pay it. Of course, they weren't going to pay that. It's just, it's just. You know, and the fans aren't stupid. We're not stupid. We we laughed at it, and instantly we laughed at it. We talked about this scenario as soon as that deal happened, Liam. And if we can do that and see through that, then I'm sure a lot of other people can as well. Yeah. And it's and it's it's unfolding exactly as we predicted. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And you look at Troyer as well now. He's, um, of course, he's, he had a good start, didn't he, at Barcelona, um, off the back of, of scoring and then having one disallowed for for Wolves in his last two games. Um, he had a good start, got assists. He's now weather dropped out of favours a little bit harsh, but he's you know he's coming on in the seventy fifth, eightieth minute in the last few games. Uh, his last league start was at the end of February against Bilbao in a four 0 win. So he's not the first name on the team sheet there, and I think 
you know, from what we can gather from the, the comments from the president there and, and, the, and the way he's been sort of utilised from a football side of things is that they want to keep hold of him because he's a player that, as you say, you're not going to get anywhere else. He's, he's a Barcelona man, of course, as well. He's, he's, he's from uh, the, the city. He's Spanish. He's, he came through their academy. They want to keep him, but are they willing to pay the money, the standalone money that, they, that they've offered for, for him? I, I think that's very unlikely. Is so that political, they're, trying to, they're trying to find a way to keep hold of him, but are they that desperate to keep hold of him? No. So, mm. he, like, I, it, it, as I say, for me, it comes down to whether Wolves want to keep Trincao. If they do, I think the deal happens. If they don't, I think Troyway goes elsewhere in the summer, potentially to a Premier League club. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Wolves or Barcelona have, have kind of worked out that Wolves might be cooling on the deal or a potential swap deal, and, and maybe that's why he's on the bench. You know, because he's played pretty well. It's not like he's been out of form. And maybe they're like, okay, well, let's let's move him to the bench now if he's not going to be with us, or let's try and say, well, he's he's only he's only a bit part for us, so we're doing you a favour. You know, it could there's all sorts of different connotations in the way that you can kind of spin it into why he's 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 back on the bench now. So it'd be interesting. It's definitely a saga that's not going to go away anytime soon. It'll be one that will play out into the end of the season. The the other thing that I want to very discuss very very quickly before we go into questions, and 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 it kind of is. Um, connected with Neves and connected with, with Triori situations this summer is about another thing that Scott Stiller said about the club being self-sufficient and that times have changed and that they can't go and spend 50 to 100, 150 million pound net anymore. You know, they've got to not sell to buy, but at the same time, they've got to, they've got to, you know, be clever as a, you know, as a, as a business, so to speak. So from that point of view, and we're hoping that Wolves will spend in the summer, do you expect a big name, or will they have to sell a? They'll have to sell a trio and one more to get the kind of money that they'll want to spend in reinvesting this squad in the summer. Yeah, well, I, again, it comes down to probably Ruben Neves, doesn't it? Um, he he always and it's been consistent like that for a few seasons now. But he always feels like the one name that um, would be sold to to reinvest potentially. Of, of Neto is probably another one who's just on a new deal, of course. So, you know. His, he has a valuation, of course, Neves. If, the, if a deal comes in that the club feel is right, he'll leave, he'll go, uh, you'd, you'd imagine. So, and, and that money would then give them more leeway to reinvest. As it stands really for this summer, they're, they're going to be in a better place to spend than they were last summer. Um, and and, and there, is, there is money there. There is money there to spend. But the way they've built the squad and the kinds of players they've gone after... Wolves aren't going to go out, as we were saying last week, they're not going to go out and spend 150 million net. And, and that's the key word there, because if they let one or two players go, they, they may bring in three, four, five of varying quality. Uh, with, with the keep going, mate, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's um, it's just the reality of, of the way that the, the, the club's being, uh, being run and that sort of the business model that they've got, um, that it will. You know that they, they will reinvest if they, if they if they make a big sale, but it won't be uh, a case of, of of a huge net outlay. That's uh, that's that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be an interesting summer, I think, in, in in a lot of different ways because you know Bruno wants to shape this squad and he'll start wanting to get his players and also his his system locked in pretty quickly before pre-season. So, you know. If these negotiations are going to be going on well into the summer, I, I, it's a it's a big year for Wolves next season. If they don't get into European football, you know what are the what are the goals for Wolves next year? And if they do, let's say Ruben Neves does does leave the club, that leaves a massive hole. And and let's be honest, you know, in and around him, especially the midfield area, that's not you can't you need three or four in there. You need two or three minimum in there. 
for next season, including, and, and that's before you even look at the forwards and the strikers, etc. So there's a lot of work to be done this summer, isn't it? And I, I guess Scott and, and Bruno and, and, and you know the, the rest of the hierarchy and Jeff and, and, and George Mendes are trying to sort that out. And I'm sure there'll be plans put in place immediately because you, know, you can't just wait until the summer. There's got to be some deals and hopefully some deals are done pretty quickly after the season concludes. Yeah, you'd imagine so, particularly with you know, pre-season tour, the season starting slightly earlier than it did mm-hmm. uh, this season, albeit it's only, I think, about a week or, or seven or eight days. So um, the, all those into account, I think most of the business will probably be done probably midway through through July, I, I, I would guess. Um, have, you, have you booked your uh, your six-week holiday yet for the World Cup, Kino, <laughs> in November? Going to be twiddling <laughs> well, our thumbs for a while. i tell you what, mate, we're going to have to, <laughs> have to figure out what to do for a bit of time, aren't we? Well, I've booked two weeks off for the day that the World Cup starts, mate, so I'm, I'm off to California, so I don't know about you. <laughs> I might have to get in there early, mate. Oh, get yourself, yeah, mate, I'm telling you what, get those, get that, oh, I, think I might I might take a couple of weeks off in November, like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, they'll forget about it, and then it'll be World Cup, you'll be, you'll be scraping for stuff. And you'd be like, oh, I'm on holiday, I don't care. I think, is it mid-November, is it? it starts November the 14th, right? mate, is yeah, when it go, starts. Yeah, and I am off from November the 14th for yeah, two weeks. I'm going to get out of there, mate. Go and That's get some it. sunshine, mate. This is this is my, my pre-warning to you. Get that calendar, get that holiday request in now, because that is the time to take it. A little bit of pre-Christmas air sunshine for you and the missus, mate. Well, you know, we've already got Cape Verde booked in, and we're not made of money, mate, unfortunately. Mate, that's that's fine, mate. We're going, to, we're going to Scunthorpe for the. <laughs> for the I'm offering two weeks. you. I'm offering you to come to California. They come to San Diego for a couple of days. Deal. Yeah. Leave your phones at the door. A little bit of dress up. How's your father? <laughs> Netflix and chill, baby. Yeah. Right. Let's take some well, questions. Don't say that, bloody hell. I only found out what that meant a couple of weeks ago. I thought Netflix and chill meant watch Netflix and chill. You're such a granddad, did not you? I know. It's unbelievable. I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch Netflix and chill tonight. Once I was in the gym, I'm like, oh, hello. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, I was like, I was like, well, yeah, we're just on the couch. And like, do you know what that means? I'm like, yes, we're going to watch Netflix and chill. And they're like, no, 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 no. I was stunned. Stunned. Unbelievable. Didn't do a lot of Netflix and chilling in the 21 stone days though, mate. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Did a lot of Netflix and eating. Right. Right, okay. Let's have a look. Uh, Right, questions. Nothing but Neto. What are your favourite Wolves player songs, past or present? Bonus points for seeing them. Na 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 na. Silver Ebags Blake. Ebags Blake. Silver Ebags Blake. Very good. Very good. Love it. And you know, this question was perfect timing because I think it was. His birthday uh, last, or the yesterday or day before, oh, um, nice. I think it was, and, and and also the, I think it was the nine, no, no, I, four, I don't know, whatever year anniversary it was of that goal at, away at Charlton, um, which you don't know which goal I'm on about because you're not a Wolves mm. fan, but uh, it was a three-two, uh, well, a late winner, Carl Henry won it, but he scored this unbelievable. I remember to this day watching it. I was watching it on TV, I think, at the time. Right by the byline, little uh, chop back heel through the defender's legs, uh, cuts inside, whacks it top bins. Oh, what a mm. goal, man. What a goal. What a goal. Zach says, is there any top-level BJJ belts, black belts, that you watch or take any inspiration? Oh, it's a bloody, it's a bloody jiu-jitsu question, isn't it? It BJJ is. belts. It sounds like something else there. I thought we were going yeah. back on to How's Your Father. It's are, there any, <laughs> are there any black belts that you watch or take any inspiration from? Make this quick, please. It stands for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. BJJ. Right, okay. I, I don't often say BJJ for, as for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, as, you, as you've just alluded to. Yes. Um, 
there, there's one I don't really have any names. Yeah, there's a couple of guys I watch a little bits of YouTube here and there. It's like while I'm you know brushing my teeth, I need a little bit of entertainment. While I'm brushing your teeth, you need a little bit of entertainment. How long do you brush your teeth for? You know, because I'm a you know I'm a modern I'm a modern soul, and I, I can't you know I have to have some form of engagement every second. I can't put, I can't just stand there for. You the need some stimulation, like, like yeah, a four year old exactly. child. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but there's so not you really... watch the Karate Kid, basically. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's karate. No. I don't do that. No. Um, I, the, the main black belt I take inspiration from is my coach, who is a multi, multi-time European champion. Keep going, keep going. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm getting, I'm getting deliveries everywhere here. Uh, next one, here we go. Uh, so I'll send you on this. How much... This is a very, very dog interrupted episode. This is shocking. Oi, oi, stop. Quiet. One second. How much needs to be spent in the summer so that Jeff is safe from being rocked? There you go. From being rocked? Rocked. <laughs> Rocks like Chris, he says. Rock like Chris. Oh, right. I was going to say, what does that even mean? <laughs> I'll leave um, Come on, Oscars, look. baby. Come on, right. I'll leave it. I'm going to get a package. One second. Go on. Hurry up. Can you believe this? Uh, this is a perfect time now. I'm left alone with the listeners. He probably won't hear this back unless he listens back to the whole thing. Um, can someone kidnap them dogs for me? Is that all right? Uh, anyway, the answer to the question. Um... Yeah, well, I, I hope that no one's going to be doing that to, to Jeff, uh, and I'm sure they won't be. But, um, look, I, I think Wolves, as I say, Wolves were in a better position this summer than last to spend a bit of money. The money is there to be spent. It's not that they're, they're sat there with the coffers out or with, with nothing. Um, but, as I say, the, the way they run the club, they've got young players coming through as well. They look for young talent, like Chiquinho coming in, for example. They're not going to go out and spend 150 net. On, uh, on on three, four big signings. It's just not going to happen. I am. Um, sorry, that was another delivery. Alana's away, so the, the dogs are going crazy. But you like this, mate. I ordered, um, we've both ordered, when we were having some, um, we are having some beauty treatments in, in Dubai, and uh, one of the facials that I had, they put like a, <laughs> a mask, a mask on me. Um, I bet they hydrating, did. A hydrating mask. Um, and it was amazing. It looked, 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 felt great, and you leave it on for 20 minutes. Um and uh, so I've just ordered one of them. So we've got some some facial masks, mate. They've just appeared. Some hydrating facial masks. So got to look after the skin, mate. Got to look after it. Yeah, definitely. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> what did you make of the slap, by the way? Oh, mate, it was so. F- I mean, I thought it was. Um, I thought it's it was astonishing, fake. isn't it? I it's, thought it was. It's funny. incredible. I thought it was fake until he sat down and started shouting. I mean, he was like, he was almost quivering with anger, wasn't he? He was so angry. And God, it's funny because probably he, some alcohol would be involved. Yeah. There. I mean, they do get absolutely wasted. But at the same time, he was laughing laughing. To first. He was laughing first, and then yeah, he like exactly. looked across at his at his missus, and then was like, right, and then all of a sudden on the step. I mean. And she wasn't um, happy. You can see from her, her oh, face, she was not happy about it. But um, yeah, look, I can I can sympathise with the um, with that feeling of wanting to you know protect and look at, look after you know your loved ones and all that. I, I can sympathise with that. But at the end of the day, there's there's no excuse for getting up there. And, and, and one for using the violence, but two for hitting uh, slapping a guy who is a comedian who's doing his job. You know, we need comedians. I'm a big massive comedy fan, so I feel quite strongly about this that you need comedians to be on the uh, they need to be on the on the edge they need to be towing the line and I think we need that in society they, you know they, they've got a job to do and he's just doing his job and it, it, to be honest it was a fairly harmless joke it wasn't that bad it wasn't that well I mean it, yeah, it, it wasn't that bad and apparently he didn't know that she had alopecia Whether well I think so I think that's why I think that's that's the situation that's got 
but it's not yeah. that bad. I mean, there's there's a big debate between the. You, you can tell I'm very. I know I'm a big comedy fan, so I'm very passionate about this. Uh, there's a, a big debate on like the the subject and the object of a joke. And in terms of the joke, it was a bit of a sloppy joke because it wasn't really the subject that was being yeah. joked about. It was the object, and he was laughing at her. So I can understand where they're coming from in terms of not being happy. But just speak to the bloke afterwards behind the scenes. If you want to slap him, do it when the camera's not watching. Don't do it. Don't do it in front of millions of people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it was mad. And then he got, and then he got a standard ovation when he went up to get his uh, award about five minutes later. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. I tell you what's funny. I was looking at Chris Rock's. Um, he's 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 got a tour coming up as well. This is obviously pre Oscars, um, and it's quite funny that um, in the actual uh, tweet he's got, which obviously this was like I say about a week ago or two weeks ago. Every one of them is like, uh, "We are hitting the New York area hard this summer. We are hitting we are hitting Wisconsin hard this summer. <laughs> Buy tickets here." I'm like, "Oh my god." If only. Yeah, crazy, crazy. But you'll always remember that Oscars. Like, for me, you know, people are saying, oh, well, they get forgetting about and like, all the all the kind of people who won the Oscars. And, you know, but if I'm looking back, I can't remember who won Oscars when. But the two things I can remember are Chris Rock getting smacked in the face by Will Smith and um, them getting the, the best picture wrong two years ago. It was, uh, they went La La Land and they got, they, 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 I don't know, bloody Oh, yeah, honest, I remember that. With the wrong thing, you know, with the wrong, uh, the wrong winner. But those are the only things I can remember, really. It's like, uh, you know, I'm not really into many of these award shows. I, yeah. I don't really watch them, but it's like when Madonna got dragged off the those steps in the Brits. It was the Brits, wasn't it, I think? Um, oh, yes, yes, she, yes, and, and by, the, by the dancer the cape whatever, yeah. Her, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't remember really anything from the Brits. I don't care who, I don't remember, but that's the one no. thing I remember from no. that year. No, exactly. Um, right, uh, Ted, we've kind of answered your question. Um, John Clark says, what change would you, what one change would you implement in the Premier League from another sport? For me, it's rugby and hearing the refs so we can understand oh, the thought process behind their decisions. He's just taken the, the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, mm-hmm. That and, and also VAR. They need, you need to be able to hear the whole conversation um, throughout the whole the whole process for me. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. Let's have a look. Okay. Um, what else have we got? Give me the percentage chances that Wolves will should agree with Ruben Neves over a contract extension. Percentage-wise, give it to me now, Keno. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. I'm going to say 55% win Wolves' favour. Oh, okay. I'm going to say 62%. 62%. So, uh, take of that what you will. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Gavinda says, do we lack an intimidating physical enforcer in the side? Um, I think there's certainly an argument to that. I think, I think there is. Um, but I feel that, you know, I think Neves and Moutinho break the the game up fairly well actually to be fair to them considering their size as well um, I think you have to consider modern football is probably it's slowly slowly eking away from from that type of player um, so I don't think it's it's crucial I don't think there's anything wrong with having that option I think Wolves could probably benefit from having that option in the squad but I don't think it's you know crucial Andrew Hadfield says what's the most important invention in history Important invention in history. Um, I'm going to say the printing press. The printing press. Oh, very, very topical. Like it. There you go. Um, I'm going to say the internet because you can get some great sites on the internet depending on what time of <laughs> day or night. Too right, mate. Uh, Tom Smith. Would you rather get a bus everywhere for a month or watch Bridgerton? Oh. Well, you're, we know your answer. Oh, I can't. I can't. Oh, I don't 
you you wouldn't be seen dead on the bus if it was that. I can't do a bus, mate. I can't do a bus for the month. I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch it. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, like you don't already. I mean, the, um, tube, that, the, the tube that I was on... Yeah, we, we, we got a taxi back, by the way, in the end. There was, I, was, I wasn't getting a, a tube back, but I don't know how people do it. It was boiling. It was long. It was sweaty. I felt like I was getting accosted. Just what? How, how, oh, no. No. Put it after the no. After the UFC a couple, uh, the other week, I was leaving the O2. I was like sardines on the on the tube it was, no, it was bad were, yeah. it was really bad proper crammed in it was bad it's not like um, there's a global pandemic or anything going on I know, I know. I, uh, it's funny I Bridgerton that type of you know period sort of drama or show is not really my my type of bag but mm. um, I did walk in on the uh, the missus watching it the other day um, I, I know uh, I sat down and watched a little bit of it it's not terrible it's still not my kind of thing but would I rather have the inconvenience of a, a bus when I've got a car or watch a bit of that? I'd have to just watch a bit of that, I think. Yeah, I think so, mate. I think so. Uh, Mark Bromley says, given your borough persuasion, Nate, which three past or present Middlesbrough players would you like to see in this Wolf squad? I'm sure you did this recently, didn't you? Was that, was that midfielder you were talking about? It was a midfielder, yeah. It was a midfielder. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the forwards, right? I'm going to go with the forwards. When I was, obviously, when I was uh, at the club for five years, was I? Five and a half years? Working there, I had the most, the, the best run I've ever seen in my life. You know, it was obviously European football and Europa League finals and, and uh, back-to-back European competitions and do well in the league. And in that time, we had three strikers who they basically interchanged when you were playing European football and played two of the three every week and they all stayed fit. So if you think about it, Kino, it's hard work, isn't it? Do you remember playing Thursday, then Sunday, Thursday, Sunday? It's relentless. But when you could actually have one striker on the bench and you obviously play them the next, whether it's the Europa League, and they're all as good as each other, they all give you different attributes. And then the basic, basically the guy who's played, who feels the best you know, from the, from the previous game, you play him and the one who needs a rest, you put on the bench. And they had three strikers who were all at the top of their games in Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Mark Viduka and Yukubu, who all had different traits, all knew where the back of the net was. And for me, that worked great. I would have all three of them in there. If you could have those three rotating two out of the three every single week in a four-four-two with Bruno's four-four-two, I think you'd score a hatful of goals. I'll tell you what, mate, it's not a bad trio, that is it? Not a bad front three, is it? No, well, they had four, they had, and, and of course, then they had Macaroni as well as the fourth striker who didn't really get a look in, apart from scoring those two crazy goals in like the ninety-fourth minute to to win in the quarters and semis before they got to the final against Sevilla, which was the Sevilla. Um, that was the start of Sevilla being, being a great, you know, perennial Champions League contender when they beat Middlesbrough in the final um, in Eindhoven. So, so yeah, those three as a trio and working with them and, and seeing them, you know, training every single day of the week and and then on a Saturday scoring goals for fun. Oh my goodness, it was unbelievable. And now look at Borough. Hey, hey, hey. did all right <laughs> the other week. I was uh, a guest. I think I'm, I think I'm watching them in a couple of weeks' time. Actually, there's still a chance of playoffs. More of a chance than them what down the road anyway. <laughs> it's uh, easy that though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, would would Liam fight Will Smith? Says uh, says Tom Southall. Um, well, you know what? For all this jiu-jitsu talk, I'm not. I'm not. I'm more of a lover than a fighter. But um, if you put me in a situation where you know it's it's kill or be killed, it's me versus Will Smith. That he's he's going down. I'm afraid. He's going down. Oh yeah. He, really. He, I'm not sure how tall he is, but it doesn't it doesn't matter when he's on his back. And I'm. Oh, that sounds a bit funny. Mm. When he's. I'm choking him out. Yeah, my, le- my legs wrapped around him. <laughs> Not great, that mate. Not great. Uh, who's winning this? Who's winning this Super Bowl? Says Jonathan Giddings. Who do you think, Kino? 
Aren't they a few weeks late? Isn't that, wasn't that on recently? Yeah, but it's the next. The next. It's the next Super Bowl. May I? I don't know anything about American football. Oh come on! And honestly, and it's not that it's not because I don't want to. It's just I've not got around to it. I feel like I might enjoy it if I got into it, but it's not for me. My dad's actually got into it in the last year or so, and I maybe I should give it a go. But yeah, I'm going to say, say, Jonathan, get get a little bit on the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills might have a have a shot this year with Mister. Mr. Allen. Um, right. Uh, Wolves fan. Will fans have a right to be annoyed if season ticket prices go up and have another lack of investment in the summer? Uh, I think there's certainly a case for that. Yeah, I think if, if if you look at it from a fan's perspective and they see ticket prices going up and, no, well, I suppose the exact way he's phrased it really there, no investment, whether that comes in the form of uh, players, uh, staff, coaching, uh, Molyneux maybe for example any redevelopment there um, if they don't see it sort of being used or, or I suppose visibly sustainably being used then then fans have got a, a reason to, to be annoyed I think the, the, and this is really a, the way modern football works and particularly in England it just feels like it's consistently rising I would like to see something like they do in Germany where it's very it's, um, it's a lot it's a lot cheaper so mm. um, I, I'm not a fan of it I think it's inevitable. It's the way it's going, but I'm hoping that that for fans' sake that it won't happen again uh, for next season. But we'll have to see. You ready for a, a teaser the other day? A lightning round of questions to get through quite a few. Come on, I'll be quick. Are you sure? I promise. I know okay, I like to like, go you've on. You've got about, like ten to fifteen seconds per answer. Easy. Okay. Kurt Leitchit says, as we have to pay six million pounds not to sign Trincao and Adama running his contract down to the last year, effectively backwards into a corner to make this deal, Barcelona hold all the cards in this situation. There's not really a question there, but uh, Barca are probably in a better position in the deal than Wolves are, yes. <laughs> Paul Mansell, any news on Hoover's situation, both the injury and how he has reacted since Bruno's comments? Uh, hoping to find out more on his injury on Friday when we speak to Bruno originally before the international break they didn't think he'd be ready for the Villa game uh, in terms of him as a character I get the everything I've been told about him is that he's fairly sort of quiet uh, not massively a troublemaker so I feel like you know, that talk that they had would have gone fairly well but mainly in the manager's uh, favour Scotty Big Mac both are slower than a week in prison so who would win in a race between Conor Cody and Leander Dendonka it's fairly tight but probably Dendonka just Nag King Wolf says, following Liam Keane's article on Wolves Women on Saturday, it was great to see him on Sunday at the Wolves game. Have the club indicated if they will go pro next season? Any lowdown on the new signing, Leo Burridge? I'm assuming they mean seeing Scott at the game on Sunday because I wasn't there, I'm afraid, mm. unfortunately. Um, but I will be getting to some again soon before the end of the season. Um, I've, it's a lightning round and I've forgotten what the question is. Um, have the club <laughs> indicated if they will go pro next season? Sorry. Um... Not as of yet, no. It's something certainly to, to chase up, but they are working on meeting the requirements needed for a championship club, which of course they're they're fighting to become for next season. Um, so, and that includes certain hierarchical positions being filled, uh, having a suitable stadium, and they're looking at a couple of options. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're they're working on 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 building towards that, and hopefully they they get promoted and they can they can achieve it. Without naming names, says Bradders, if you were Wolves boss, how many of the current squad wouldn't still be part of your squad next season? He says five for him. Ooh, that's a tough one. Very quickly off the top of my head, it'd probably be maybe not quite as much as five, but maybe two or three. Yeah, I would get rid of 
Oh, you said not naming names, so I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no, not going to no, do I'm it. I'm just thinking one, two, three, definitely. I'm singing around. The, I'm, I'm tickling in and around the first team squad and not kind of like periphery, periphery, or who have gone on loan or whatever. I'm gonna, yeah, I'd get rid of four. Four. Four for me. Um, will you be an opt- adop- early adopter to the Dyson noise cancelling headphones? Have you seen these? I've so heard about them, but I've not seen them. I've not right. seen picture. If you look like you're McBain from Batman. It's let like me, these headphones. Yeah, Dyson noise cancelling. I mean, they look kind of cool, but I don't think you can wear them in public because they've got like an air filter purifier oh, across the yeah. across your face as well. So it looks like some kind of robotic monstrosity. Yeah, I'll be honest, man. Like they look to a bit use silly. Them, but they, but I don't think you could you could have them in public, could you? No, they. I mean, some, you, you couldn't you couldn't wear them on the underground, mate, and look like a stupid idiot, could you? Or no, wear your ringmaster costume, or whatever. It's ridiculous. Yeah, not for me. I've got. You know, I'm I'm doing all right. I've got some Beats. I've got some uh, AirPods. I'm, I'm I'm all good. Whose accent is worse, Joey Barton's French, Steve McLaren's Dutch, or whatever Liam Payne is now? Did you Did you see that interview? I didn't see it. No. Oh mate, you need to watch it. He, he, really? It was after the um, it's after the Will Smith uh, debacle at the Oscars, and he's yeah. on, he's live on Good Morning Britain on the red carpet. Um, he's got an interviewer talking to him, and of course, this is the man that is from Bushbury and Wolverhampton. Yeah. Um, and I've got no idea what is up with his accent. It, it's really? Like a, my, uh, speaking to Rosie and the missus, she, she was saying that she was getting Irish from it. For me, I was getting a mixture of like Welsh and Indian. Oh, I've got to watch it now. It was really quite bizarre, mate. Really? And it, and it was almost with like a very, a very sort of posh twang. So, you know, it, it oh, was very yeah. sort of, LA, but not in the sense of an LA accent. Very LA in the sense that you know he's 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 sort of changed. He doesn't speak the way he normally speaks. It, it was very very odd, um, and, and it's it's a bit towards the beginning of the interview. I think it's like a two minute video. You'll be able to find it on Twitter. A bit towards the beginning where he says something like, um, "Will Smith did what he felt he had to do," and he went, "He felt he did what he felt he had to do," and he said like that. I was like, "What on earth are you doing? Oh, you sound no. ridiculous, mate." It was weird. Oh, no. It was really no, weird. No. Gail Holford, would you win in a fight? Who would win in a fight between Sace and Bolly? Oh, tough one. I think. Tough one. I think Bolly is a gentle giant. I think he's quite quiet. Um, I think Sace is obviously smaller than him, but probably a bit more erratic. But for the size, I'm going to go Bolly. Yeah, I'm going to go Bolly just about. Uh, Brad says, Judah, do you think we've been a bit more harsh on Trincao because of your love for Adama being ex-Borough? Come on, mate, you're a bit harsh on him. I'd take that swap in a heartbeat personally. Oh, that's fair enough, Brad. And we've talked about Trincao and we've talked about the good and the bad and the ugly, I guess, uh, length this, this episode. So, look, I think that, um, obviously, I know Adama a lot along before he came to Wolves. And yes, he was great for Middlesbrough. But my, it's more about... Uh, what I see on the pitch. End of the day, I want Wolves to do the best, you know, be in the best possible situation moving forward. And I don't think Francisco Trincao is going to make much of a difference in a positive way in Wolves moving forward and being successful in the next two to three to four years. And that's what I see. And when I see certain things on the pitch that I don't like, like pulling out of tackles, um, you know, potential, you know, issues with with attitude, etc. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. And I think that Wolves, are, and I think why they've been so successful in the last two to three or four years is because they've got such a close knit group of players, both on and off the field. And I'm not sure. I'm ha- like I said before, I'm happy to be proved wrong, but that's why I'm thinking really from a Wolves point of view and Wolves doing, you know, being as successful as a club um, as possible in the next few years. I'm not quite sure that that's the best deal for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, right, Links Wolf. Uh, where do you see where do you see yourselves in five years and Wolves? Keener. Wow, wow. Oh, deep questions like this week. I know. I feel like I'm getting a, a review at work. Mm. Um, well, hopefully, <laughs> following this great club 
uh, around Europe is, is, is what, I'm, what I hope for. What do I think? Well, I hope, as I say, I think I'll be here. Um, where will Wolves be? I think Wolves will be, I'm going to say, fighting top six. I think they're going to be slightly higher than they are now, but I don't think we're going to be talking about Wolves, you know, trying to win the Premier League or anything. I don't think that's realistic in, in the short term, but I think, that, I think they'll still be doing well. I think Wolves in Europe, uh, hopefully covering them, um, and, and probably with my, probably, I mean, you will have gone by then, probably someone else. I mean, you all go wow. after a couple of years, don't you, yourself? I don't know, be probably probably presenting it with uh, Spears' love child or something like that. Maybe your love child or something, you know, from uh, the European adventures. So I was about to um, say, I'm not going anywhere, but that's famous last words, man. I get sat next week. <laughs> I was going to say, bring that back. Um, Right, what else? Um, Matthew Baldwin says, if Wolves make Europe, will you wear your outfit from London to the final game of the season? I tell you what, Matthew Baldwin, if Wolves finish in the top seven this season and make European football, I will 100% wear that outfit to the last game of the season at Anfield. No, I'll tell you what, yeah, I will do. And if I've made it before that, I'll wear it to the last home game of the season. How's that? Make what... I, can't I will do that. I will turn I up. I cannot believe you just promised that. I will promise you, I swear down now, on my life, I will 100% wear that in the press box, <laughs> ringmastering everything, the full boots, the breeches, the high-waisted pants, the waistcoat, the frills, the jacket, the oh top hat. Word. You will have everything for the whole game. That'll go down well in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> What's the home game before that? They might have qualified. Uh, Norwich. There you go. There you go. So I will do it for you. There you go. You can you can hold me to that. The thing is, Um, the the thing that's going to save you here mm. is that it has to. Wolves have had to have already secured top seven. Are you saying they're in seventh place before by those games, or have secured mathematically secured top seven? If if Wolves secure European football of the last game of the season, then then the first game of next season, I'll wear it. Okay, well, there's two different promises there, so we'll, we'll stick it by both. Because I was about to say that what will save you is that it's, it's un, I think it's unlikely that it will be confirmed probably either way, and certainly in Wolves' favour that they're going to have it by those games. Mm-hmm. So if that is the case, and you'll do it for the following yes. game next yes. season, I mean, that is a, that's a big promise, mate. Because yeah. Wolves, are, Wolves, are Wolves are two points off West Ham. I'll be happy to wear it. I'll be happy to wear it. And, and just so we're clear... Because yeah. you, you, you said it two different ways here. You said seventh, yeah. and then you said European football. Of course, if Crystal Palace win the FA Cup, that messes Wolves' chance up. So it's if Wolves get into Europe, not if they finish seventh, it's Europe. That's Wolves right. have to be in Europe. The Wolves okay. have to be in European okay. football. Okay. I, the reason I'm taking this so seriously is because I cannot believe you're actually going to turn up wearing it. And that, it oh, no, really... mate, I'll do it. 100%, I'll do okay. it. In fact, and, and off the back of that, Lee Thompson asks, what happens if West Ham win the Europa League, Chelsea the Champions League, and Leicester the Europa Conference League? Does seventh still get European football? There's quite a few people asking this keynote. Oh, blimey, mate. What a nightmare I've had. Um, for, for a few days now, I've been trying to find the answer to this question. And it's, I don't like letting people down, but unfortunately I'm going to have to because you would not believe this, but I've asked probably a dozen people in, in the game, people who are in the know. I, I've, contact, I've tried to contact UEFA and the Premier League. I can't get an answer anywhere. The, Crazy. The pre- I know. The Premier League uh, have an article that they've got on their website that I think went up at the beginning of the year that explains how clubs qualify for each competition. It explains the sort of permutations of how it changes if based on the FA Cup, EFL Cup winners, etc. And then also how it changes if teams get into 
uh, if, if a team wins the Premier League or the Europa League, sorry, if teams win the Champions League or Europa League and they're not in the top six, how that changes things. And not once does it mention what happens if a team wins the uh, the Conference League and how that changes. So what I can say is the teams left in the Champions League, it's only Liverpool, City, Chelsea, I'm right in believing that, aren't I? It's, they're yeah. the only teams left in the Champions League. Uh, any of those win it, they're going to get top four anyway, so there's no difference there. If West Ham win the Europa League, um, they'll go into the Champions League and it won't affect Wolves because fourth will still be in the Champions League because you can have a maximum of five in the Champions League, maximum of five English teams. So that won't change it either. It's just the, the Leicester and the, and the Conference League that is that you cannot find an answer anywhere. I can't believe the lack of communication is unbelievable. I don't know if it's just me, but I cannot find it anywhere. But I'm trying to find out. Hopefully we'll have an answer for next week's podcast. But what I can say is I spoke to one person who said uh, I, I, ha- I was under the assumption that it would stop it from going to seventh. I spoke to another person who said, I believe it just adds an extra spot on for, for the Europa League. Because, of course, if they win that, Leicester, they go into the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I, th- I think, I believe it's the latter, because there is a situation where if the two teams that win both the Champions League and the Europa League, if both of them don't finish in the top six fourth drops to, to drops to the Europa League which isn't going to happen by the way but this is just hypothetically drops to the Europa League and then that position in the Europa League is on top of fifth place and the FA Cup winner which may which may drop down to sixth depending on what happens and of course with the Carabao Cup winner drops to seventh with the the, uh, the conference so um, that implies you can have three teams in the Europa League not just two which is what the other person I spoke to felt that that might be the case. So it sounds like it won't affect Wolves if Leicester win it. It sounds like they'll just get an extra spot for the Europa League. But I need to just shore it up and confirm it first. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been a little bit of a letdown. And uh, apologies, I'm not being able to get a clear answer. But I'll try and find one. But I just I cannot believe how difficult they make it for you to My find out. My good God, I think I'm more confused now than I am at the start <laughs> <laughs> honestly mate they make it so difficult for you to figure it out but from what I understand right now I think that it's it won't affect Wolves but I just need to shore that up 100% so yeah. I'll, I'll what's for certain that. is that where they are now 8th will definitely not have you that's for certain yeah for that, that's certain. for certain that 8th place will, will get Wolves nothing yeah um, Kev Wolf, would you eat a veggie burger at Molyneux if they offered one to you um, I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. I've got no reason to turn it down. I mean, it's, like it wouldn't be my go-to. Own. Wouldn't be my go-to, but yeah. A little bean burger, mate. Mm, it wouldn't be my go-to, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try anything. Try anything uh, once, they say. Should Joe Root go as England captain, says Andy Matthews? Uh, not really a quick cricket fan, so I don't really care either way, I'm afraid. Who, who else is there to do it, though, Andy? Who else is good yeah, enough to do it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, exactly, mate. You know, I mean, I would probably say Mo Ali, probably, but then he's not even in the test side at the moment, but I don't know. I don't uh, know. Mo I don't want to talk about cricket. It's so depressing. It's ridiculous. Um, if you give a Smithy slap to Liam, Joe, or Tim, which one would you do? Let's have a look. A Will Smith slap to Liam, Joe, or Tim. I'll give it to you, mate. I'll give it to you. I'll give you a little bit of a slap. Oh, Stop right, you about a little bit Thank because you. I know that you you come back with some kind of um, some kind of dome punch. Dome so, um, punch, yeah, yeah. Dome yeah, punch exactly on a video, right. mate, which would make it quite entertaining. Might get a few extra thousand viewers. What do you reckon? I'll just I'll, I'll do a double leg takedown. Drop me double to the floor. leg takedown. <laughs> I'll transition into. I got a little video of me sparring actually the other day. I'll send it on to you. Um, anyway, another question. Uh, John Grumpy Dad says Danny Danny Pedence 
In the lead for player of the year, question mark. Ruben Neves, Renaissance or Swansong, question mark. Raul Jimenez, can he ever regain his pre-assault form, question mark. So, uh, Pedence, in the lead for player of the year. Uh, not, not for, for me. me. No, not for me. But I, I think he's um, he's probably maybe in the top five. There's an argument there. He, he, I think he's yeah he's somewhere in and around it. But you got to remember he was sort of out of favour at the beginning of the season. Um, Sixth for me. Yeah, he's, he's somewhere around there for me as well. Yeah. Nowhere near. He's, nowhere near player of the year for me. No, he's not number one. But he's, he's I think he's been good. He's de- he's definitely been good. With, particularly um, since turn of the year. With with Neves, obviously, let's say let's say Neves misses the majority of the season. Maybe he gets back for the last couple of games. And Kilman gets his spot back, which I'm sure he will do and will play. Uh, Jose Sarr obviously playing and, and, and does well. Neves was the player of the year for me. Do you, can you see either of those two players finishing player of the year now with now Neves is out? I would hedge my bets more on Sarr probably. Okay. Um, but I still, for me, right now it's still Neves, but mm. I can see Sarr running in the closest. Kilman, I think, is probably top three, but I can see Sarr running in closest. Neves, Renaissance or Swan Song? Uh, we'll go renaissance for now we'll stay positive Jimenez can he ever regain his form he can he's shown it in spurts this season yeah, it's not quite there I think we've discussed this already I think he's he seems a bit frustrated doesn't he um, frustrated he's going to miss these two games as well I mean Villa wow, exactly. Newcastle they're great games for him to play you want you want your main striker leading line for those two games and yeah. so that's a signal really really exactly is. no I think, uh, he can. Best, I think he can best question out of them lot for a little present Little prize. Oh, good yeah, one. Um, have a uh, think. I'm have struggling think. now. I'm struggling. Let me. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember them as we were talking. You can scroll. You can scroll through and I'm have a, have a I'm look. I'm scrolling we'll as we speak. Let okay. me. I'll, let me give you the answer right this second. Which I want you land on, basically. We're going to so. go for. No, no, no. It's near the top, but I liked it. Although I feel like I might have given them a prize before. I feel like I'm uh, bad. It's bad if I if uh, I do that again. Uh, we'll go Smithy Slap. Smithy Slap. Wow. Go Just on. go to the last question, basically. No, no, no. Dean no, Marsden. No, no. Dean Marsden. Uh, right. Okay. Um, Aston Villa at home Saturday, three o'clock. Big Derby, Liam. Um, but Wolves not going into it in the best case scenario, as we as we all know. You've lost your best midfielder. You've got your best striker. That's that's um, that's out for two games. You've got Villa, who are obviously doing pretty well under Gerrard, who are, I think, at full strength, as far as I I understand it. Um, it's a difficult game for me, Liam, and this is going to be a big, big test. And, of course, Wolves have got to get results. And if they're going to get results and they're going to, they're going to finish in the top seven, they've got to start winning games pretty quickly, and this has got to be one of them. But I think they're in for a tough afternoon. And there's a part of me... And I hate to say it, there's a part of me that thinks they might get rolled over here. Um, what do you make of it and what do you make of the situation? Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous as well, I have to admit. Uh, midfield, again, being the key position for me. But if you look at if you look at Villa, they, you know, again, speaking to Villa supporting colleague in the office today, they, they blow very, very hot and cold. They were on a fairly good run, you know, beating Southampton 4-0, beating Leeds 3-0, beat Brighton 2-0 before that. They've lost the last two games. I don't think you can read loads into that because they've lost 2-1 to West Ham and lost 1-0 to Arsenal, two teams who who are doing fairly well. Um, But, yeah, it depends really what Villa team is going to turn up on the day, I think. Um, And as I say, for me, the midfield is key. Um, You know, they've had the... 
recently they've been playing Ramsey, Louise and McGinn in there. You've got Buendia and Coutinho who are playing alongside Watkins. Um, Buendia and Coutinho are not really wingers, are they? So it's, it, it's quite a narrow team uh, which could play towards his strengths. Um, but I think you look at their individuals, they've got, I think they've got a, you know, a pretty strong midfield. The criticism there is, do they have a real number six? Because Louise likes to get forward if he can. McGinn isn't an, isn't a holding midfielder. Ramsey, of course, isn't either. Is there enough discipline in that midfield for them to be able to contain Wolves? And that's where they might they might get some joy. Uh, I think, and you know, I, I may be wrong. I think he'll play Bruno. That is, will play Moutinho, Dendonka, and Condal. I think he'll start the young lad, and I think he'll play three midfield. I think he'll pack out the midfield. He'll play a front two of Pedence and Fabio Silva to, well, I think he has to play, Pedence, uh, sorry, he has to play Silva rather because I think he needs some sort of focal point. But I think the midfield, as I say, is the key. They ha- I think he'll pack it out, try and get Dendonka pushing forward to, to support, but they just need to get on the ball. And and in terms of the style of midfielders, Kundal's the, obviously the only other midfielder they've got, but it's the closest in style, I think, to, to your likes of Neves, for example. So, uh, it's a, it's a tough one because without Neves there, it's a real tough one to decide who to play. And then you've got players like Huang and Trincao. Do you, do you start them? What formation do you go? I think that's the way he goes. Um, defensively, I think Wolves are more than capable of hanging on here against what are good individuals but not massively potent. It just depends on if they can be tight on Coutinho. Your likes of Coutinho. Because if, if he starts picking up space in between the lines, in pockets of space, picking up the ball... He's going to hurt Wolves, I think. Um, and I think they're, they're, they're the key places for me. Yeah, um, they've got to be at the best. What formation can you see them playing? Wolves, I think, yeah, I think you play 3-5-2. I think he plays, as I say, plays Kundal, Dendonka, Moutinho in midfield, Silva and, uh, and Pedence up top. And then with that, you probably then need to play a more forward-thinking uh, wing backs, you probably play eight Nori. Johnny, I think, will probably start, but Samedo is supposedly in the running to, to return. Uh, again, we'll find out more probably on Friday. Uh, but you probably play Johnny. And then the back three, again, it's probably as is, if not Kilmer, maybe coming in for Bolly. That's a, a, a toss of a coin, really, that one. I mean, so, I'd be surprised if Kilmer doesn't come in. I think, I think you've got to bring Kilmer in yeah. now to the end of the season. And could you see, could you see, could you see a situation of Kilman, Bolly, and Cody and 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 Sace, who still hasn't signed his contract, not playing? I can see it, but I'm not sure for this game. I feel like it might come a bit a bit soon. Um, yeah, I, that's probably what I would give a go now, to be honest. Particularly after, and this one thing that might swing in the favour of that happening is particularly the way they conceded the goals against Leeds because it was very very poor defensively. So that may sort of force his hand into making a change um, so perhaps it is the right time to do it but I feel like that may come towards the end of the season if we do see those three I mean you do look at the sides that are going to be on the pitch on Saturday and you would say that Villa are probably favourites would you say uh, just with a just with a full strength if you I mean if, if Dean is back and Cash I mean at the back they can be a, a bit light uh, you know a bit light I guess at centre backs but you know with Coutinho and Buendia you, you've got Ollie Watkins and, and Danny Ings up front you know the, the they need to be the best wolves, and sometimes they play better in these situations. But I would say that I would say that 
if they're not at the races and if they play like they did against Leeds or a few others, then they're going to get they'll get beaten quite quite easily. Yeah, I think. Oh, am I am I too down on them? Maybe I'm too down on them, but I'm still frustrated with the second. And I watched that second half again the other day. It was on TV, and I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, you're totally right. I think purely because you're missing Neves and, and Jimenez, you, you can, I can see how it swings potentially in uh, in Villa's favour on, on paper at least mm. anyway. But you know, you, it's a it's a big game. And Molyneux with the crowd, Bruno's going to be well up for it, and we, you know instilling that in his players there's no reason Wolves can't can't turn them over but you know they have to perform better than they did against Leeds mm. and certainly better than they did for 80 minutes against Villa at Villa Park earlier this season because they were very poor for 80 minutes and, and, and performed a, an unlikely comeback yeah and look West Ham have got Everton at home on the Sunday and, and they're going to be the ones that you think Wolves if they're going to get into the top seven are going to have to catch so yeah, you know, if you look at that, you've got to think that, that Everton, who are absolutely hopeless, will probably get turned over by them, especially when it's at the London Stadium. So they've got to really get points to to to, to keep up with them. What you don't want to do is if, if they do get turned over and West Ham win, then obviously there's a five point gap, and West Ham are probably going to have more a better goal differential. It's it's a long, it's a big ask then, isn't it? If you keep it to two or even three, then you know you've still got you've still got chances. But as soon as that gets bigger than three, with games running out, you're going to be struggling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wolves have got to keep the pressure up on, on West Ham now. And you're right, they're the team for me that are going to be the ones to catch. Two points off them. It's certainly possible. It becomes more difficult by the day if you if you keep failing to win games. And they, they should have been at least, and, and they would have put them in a great position. If, this this game now, and the Newcastle one, I think, are two massive games for how the season's going to pan out. Uh, it's a derby game. Look, anything could happen. I think Wolves are more than capable of beating them. I also had that slight worry, that, as you've said, that Villa could turn up and uh, and do one of them over as well. It's it, it's a, it's a, almost a, a flip of the coin because Villa have been very, as I say, hot and cold. They're not particularly great this season. I think they're they're okay. They, they, I think they've got a lot of good individuals. I'm not sure they're a well-rounded team. Is that going to be enough on the day for them to to get a result? It, it could be. It could be. Who stands out? Who needs to step up for Wolves on Saturday? Who do they need to look to to lead to to really have a, a big say in the way that this game is gonna is is gonna is gonna finish? Although I don't think they're gonna start. This applies if they do, of course, start, and also if they come off the bench. I think Trincao and Huang are two players. Trincao for he has to carry on from his performance against Leeds and has to do more if he wants to stay at the club. For me, anyway, uh, Huang, who I think has had a, a fairly solid first season in the Premier League, but has dipped. Certainly, in his in his uh, in his performances, they're two players who I think can have the difference if they start or if they come on, and then he, and then again it comes down to the midfield. I think Moutinho will have a massive sell on how this game goes, particularly without Neves there, and whoever plays as a striker. I would play Fabio Silva. You know, he, he scored for the under twenty ones yesterday. Got won a penalty that was scored as well, um, converted by another player, but he won the penalty. A little bit of confidence there. I think he deserves a start. He's come off the bench and done fairly well in some games. And if he does start, he has to take that opportunity. And he could be the focal point that that uh, that could help Wolves generate some opportunities and win the game. And he's done well in you know in, in previous derby games for Wolves as well last season. So uh, yeah, they're the players that I think if they step up and, and do better, or at least you know <laughs> perform somewhere near mm. their, their standard, they could help inspire a win certainly. Astonishing, really, that um, 
I was gonna. I thought we didn't have an hour this week, and we're at an hour and twenty-seven minutes. Oh dear. We, we don't stop I'm going. So sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, right. Score predictions then to finish off. Villa are favourites, by the way, with the bookies. I've just checked there. They're six to four. Wolves are two to one. So if you do fancy wolves, then there's a bit of value there to be had. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm more nervous about this one, and maybe it's just the pessimist in me. And normally it's not, but I don't like the way that this game has come and the way the situation is with, with injuries and suspensions. So I'm going to say. And I hope I'm wrong when I say Wolves 1, Villa 2. I'm going to go slightly less pessimistic, but not massively optimistic. Um, I'm going to go 1-1. One 1-1. All. One, one. I feel like it's got a draw written all over it, potentially. Okay, cool, cool. Um, are, are we going by my prediction for the competition this yes, week? We'll we go, get, yes, yeah. we've got to go for a positive, a positive point. Um, I'm also going to have a little special competition... Because uh, whoever we should, whoever retweets this week, and remember you've listened, if you're at one hour twenty seven minutes and you're still in, whoever retweets this week, Kino, they're winning a guaranteed prize. They're winning a guaranteed prize. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you if you're um if you've if if you need Kino's bet to come in or my bet to come in or or our prediction, we're just going to pick a winner. And do you know what I'm going to give them? I'm ready. Going to give them two free tickets to watch the Grand National at Aintree. Either on the Friday, the Thursday or the Friday. The Grand National meet, not the Saturday, but the Thursday or the Friday. Two free tickets to go to Angel with your missus or your mates or your brother or your sister or your mistress or whoever that may be. <laughs> you can go and watch it and enjoy the entry experience on a Thursday or Friday grandstand tickets if they fancy it. How's, how good is that? I can't say fair with that, can I? I mean... <laughs> You blow me away. You're it's unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. That's astonishing, astonishing scene. So yeah, so so yeah, I'm 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 gonna offer them. Uh, don't need to have any result. No scorers. No nothing. No no strings attached. Two free tickets. So um yeah, get retweeting. Get people retweeting of the retweets, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to. You'll be able to make someone's life very happy pre-kickoff on uh, on Saturday. You know, looking forward to it, mate. It should be a good one. Happy days, and then if Wolves get a result as well. What a oh, Saturday that would be. Mate. Oh, what uh, one more, what, one step close to wearing my producer outfit. <laughs> well, this this will make my life if this happens. <laughs> and fantastic. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you on Saturday for the big derby. This is from me, from Liam. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye.